Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland Effect does rock, and it is me, the one, the only, the great, the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard, coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Although this is a tape-delayed show, believe me or not, we are actually doing this live, since it's simply easier to record it using the uh, broadcast uh, software we have in place. So for the two or three of you who happen to be surfing through the uh, website, either the new RadioLinkNet.com or, of course, our home site, our home clan site, OneGeerBorn.com, you happen to click on the link, because you notice it's live and active, congratulations, you're hearing the show being taped. So it's live to you and taped for everybody else. My sincere apologies, ladies and gentlemen, for not being here on Sunday evening. Uh, we have been experiencing high winds in Cleveland for the last five or six days. And of course, uh, as you've heard me know, and as the guys found out Saturday night during raid night uh, when I stopped in, well, there was a brief outage followed by a very long outage of power here because uh, the part of the network that uh, our development sits on, that we that uh, we have the house at, uh, for whatever reason, tends to lose its power from our house down 25 houses around the cul-de-sac. Everybody else in the development's fine, it's just us that loses our power, so it's very aggravating. And if I want to understand, it's been going on even before we own the house for years and years and years and years and years, and it's never been fixed. So trust me, folks, I do not like not having a live show. Uh, it throws off the listener. It throws off me. We get sidetracked. You know, different news stories pop up. My agenda for the show is thrown off. So a whole bunch of stuff to get together. Uh, to do here. Um, probably going to go through an abbreviated show, 30, 45 minutes instead of the normal hour or more, simply because I crave your interaction, which I can't do, uh, since obviously this isn't live to the majority of people, we're not advertising it, it's just being taped delayed. So, uh, real quick, want to thank our sponsors, the RadioLink Net, uh, Network, obviously BlizzLink, and of course the HarborBlueGroup.com. Reminder that RadioLinkNet.com is up. It's live and active. Please check it out. Please sign up on the forums. Um, we're working on the site to add a couple things to it to make sure it's you know everything looks nice and it's going. And look for some additions and developments uh, coming in the next couple months. One of those included is our very own Baron Von Gosu. We'll be posting a poll if he has not done so already, uh, as he is looking to do his own radio show, specifically either about movies 
or professional wrestling. And of course, the uh, there are some video game uh, tie-ins there as we try to at least keep this somewhat uh, game-friendly on this network. So make sure you'll see his poll, his poll about a theme. Um, obviously, he's trying to get feedback from the community, so that is how you can help. All right. You can't get in the conversation again because it is a tape-led show. However, you can always go ahead and post your feedback at onesyourborn.com or, of course, radiolinknet.com on the forums, either one of those places. Obviously, I see both. If you wish to fire me off an email after the show or for whatever reason for the next one, feel free. Send it to emperor, E-M-P-E-R-O-R, the number one, the letter G. It's emperor1g at cox, C-O-X, dot net. Okay. Couple topics. Um, I know we were going to do part two of the uh, Burning Crusade preview. Unfortunately, because we are an abbreviated show and I'd rather do that with a live audience, we'll push it off until this coming Sunday. Just, you know, today, well, today is October the 17th. That is a Tuesday. Uh, there is one thing that came across my uh, desk here. Uh, Mechahawk sent it in to me. Is a problem with Electro- Electronic Arts Battlefield 2142. Now, Sinvicta, uh, one of our other clanmates, has been trying to get me to play this demo. He's been swearing up and down how, how great this demo is and what a great first-person shooter this game is going to be this game is um, I had intended on downloading the demo over the weekend unfortunately uh, for obvious reasons I was not able to and reading this article I'm kind of glad I didn't um, this is one thing I want to go over through because I think this is important and, and this is kind of like what we talked about last week with the government sticking their nose into uh, what goes on online and trying to uh, block transactions of credit cards and money for gambling online. This strikes me as just as evil. In fact, this this more so. At least with the gambling issue, you could always say that you have an altruistic goal and that you try to you're trying to help people not to become addicted to gambling. You're trying to make sure that they're not wasting their money, they're not throwing it away. Even though we all know the real reason is because the government can't tax it, or at least isn't so far. The bullshit that I'm about to share with you has no altruistic or saving grace. It doesn't. It is, in fact, what it is. Bullshit. It is another ploy, a marketing ploy, that they're kind of hoping that people kind of gloss over. They're trying to keep it on the DL. Now, this isn't something we've done. We've this is something we've dealt with before. This isn't the first time we've seen this. However, to me, this is the most blatant, and this really aggravates me. For what you're, for what I'm talking about, is an article recently appeared on Kotaku.com, and uh, starting to spring up in other places. Is apparently on the uh, Computer Gaming World's podcast. Uh, they made mention. Uh, this was posted on Kotaku.com on uh, the 16th of this month. That was yesterday. It was Monday. That in they got uh, a advanced copy of the retail boxes for Battlefield 2142. Because remember, the game is just coming out, getting ready to come out. And it, uh, apparently, uh, this is what it says, quote, uh, When you open the box, a big slip of paper falls out first, preceding any discs or manuals. The slip of paper says, essentially, that 2142 includes monitoring software, which runs while your computer is online, and records anonymous information like your IP address, surfing habits, and other computing habits, in order to report this information back to ad companies and ad servers, which generate in-game ads. Unquote. So let me break this down for those of you who don't understand what this is. Some of you may remember back when World of Warcraft uh, downloaded some down was beginning to download software that would run in the background of your computer, which was basically copying down 
what your IP address was, what kind of computer you had, what service, uh, services you used, what websites you went to for their own in-house marketing, uh, their marketing uh, reviews and, and what have you. And this was a huge uh, stink bomb that was dropped in the forums when people found out what the hell it was, because nobody wants spyware running on the back of their computer, especially when they didn't agree to it. Now, you can say that it was in the user's agreement license, uh, what have you, that they agreed to it when they bought the game and clicked on OK that they can pull this shit. Well, no. To me, that's dishonest. This smacks of marketing, advertisement, and money. And it's obvious. I mean, this isn't right up front. This isn't, this isn't some... Uh, great analysis by myself, okay? But in-game ads, this just pisses me off. Electronic Arts should know better, considering the shitty reputation that they share among the majority of gamers. Yet, I know, they continue to make profit on their games. Some games. Their console development, their console uh, systems were keeping them afloat. You know what? I need to get a, a hold of Piano Squall and get his opinion on this. He works for EA. I'd love to hear what he has to say on this. I, I know he works in the music department, and it has nothing to do with the development of the game itself or, or, or these marketing ploys. But just as a gamer himself, I'd like to get his opinion and see what he thinks. Remind, in fact, I'm going to mark that down. That's one thing I want to get. So basically what they're saying is they're going to record as much of, of they can, much of what they can of what you're doing on your computer. What websites you go to, what news sites, what porno sites, what gaming sites, so that they can tailor-made what kind of advertisement you're going to see when you're in-game, sitting in the online lobby, I don't know, seeing a giant display for Chick-fil-A or McDonald's when you're going around blasting people in the future. There is no excuse for this. They have no business putting spyware on anyone's computer for any reason. Now, you know my philosophy. I never like to bitch about something unless I have a solution, and I have one. Here's my suggestion. If you really give a damn that much about what we're doing with our computers, and you do, let's face it, folks, this marketing thing has been around for decades. I got news for you. Every time you sign up for a service, or any time uh, you buy anything commercially, or when you're at, uh, uh, at Best Buy, or you go to CompuSA, you go to Sears, and they ask your phone number, or they ask your area code, that's because they're recording, they're trying to find out from what section, from what places people are coming in to shop. That is why you get shown with so much junk mail in your snail mail. That's why. This is no different. If you really want to know this, then here's the suggestion I have. Why not create a poll that you have to go through in order to get to the game? For instance, maybe a series of 20 questions, like pick 10 different topics that you like to look at on the Internet. What do you normally surf for? Games, news, porno, blah, 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 whatever. That... It's kind of like when that U.S. Army game came out online, that you couldn't actually play the online part of it until you passed the basic skills requirements. You had to go through an online tutorial, and you had to pass all the different skills in order to play the game. Same thing. When you first install the game, and you try to play online, you have to answer this particular poll. This would guarantee that you get all the, all the information you want to. Now, is it updated all the time? Could somebody fudge the you know, fudge what answers they have? Of course. But to me, it's a little more honest. You don't have to download something to somebody's computer, and it, the backlash is humongous. I mean, just looking at Kotaku, that's nothing. Check EA, uh, EA or EAGames.com. They'll see the backlash is there. I mean, it's huge. People are pissed, and you know what? They really should be. 
Now, are you going to aggravate people who buy the game who have to take the poll to play it? Yeah, probably. But you tell me this. You sitting at home, think about it. Which would you be pissed off at more? The fact that you have to spend five minutes to take a one-time poll or the fact that for the rest of the time you have this game on your computer, and who knows if that software stays on there even after you remove the computer, that they are constantly monitoring everything you go to everywhere you go. That anonymous IP, uh, bullshit. There's no such thing. If I've got your IP address, I know exactly where your computer is anywhere in the world. It's not hard. Anonymous. There's nothing anonymous about that. I don't want people knowing what websites I go to. No, but... Okay, I walked into that one. Yeah, I know you're laughing off the off microphone here. No, that does not mean I go to porno sites or bestiality sites or boyboy.net or whatever. All right? It's simply a matter of privacy. If I don't want the government to tell me what to do with my money on the Internet to play online gambling, I sure as hell don't want a gaming company with a shitty reputation to begin with putting spyware on my computer. But hey, at least they're putting a slip of paper in there. But come on. How many of us actually always go through the different slips of paper? Or the manual, for that matter? I'd say 85% of the games I've ever bought, I've never read the manual. And I've got a lot of games. I've never read the manual. What the hell do I care? I'd rather figure it out for myself. Now, that's not to say I don't go back and look at it later. But, again, this this smacks of... of you know, clandestine installation of, of a program on your computer that there's just no excuse for. There are other ways for you to get information as far as what websites we go to. If the government has nothing but problems trying to get the different ISP companies to send them information based on what websites we go to for the, the war on terror, there is no way that EA should be allowed to do this. And, and I've got to wonder about this. And this is something that, in fact, one of the people who, who posts here mentions that. Is that if you disagree with it, they've got to refund your money for the game. So let's say I buy the game and I open it up. And inside this little paper falls out. Because remember, I don't know what the license agreement is until I've opened up the game and either read it or installed it and read it. If I don't like it and I say no, especially for this adware BS, they have to refund my money. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to argue with the fat guy behind the counter at Best Buy or at fucking GameStop to try and get my money back. Because you know how anal they're going to be. Oh, well, the game is open. You you can't return it. Listen, Porky, I don't agree with the licensure they got. It's got spyware. I don't want the fucking game. Take it back. You know they're not going to do it. You know they're going to piss and moan about it. Then you have to try and get a refund from the company that actually sells the game, and good luck there. Suppose you actually get somebody to talk to you and you actually get a refund, expect it to take 6 to 12 weeks. Now, come on. Do you want to deal with this kind of headache? I don't care what, how good a game it is. I don't. I don't want to spend 50 bucks for a game, find out that this is the shit they're going to download on my computer. I, no, I don't want to have to deal with that. That is a world of aggravation that, that I'm certainly not going to pay for. I wouldn't put up for it if it was free. So I, I guess in, in a way I am kind of glad I did not download the demo. And that's not to say I don't necessarily think that they're going to install uh, spyware through the demo, but what the hell do I know? I can't trust the, the company anymore. Not that anybody really did. So, I mean, there's that.
And this is something that I would love to hear back from from you, the listener, on. Because you guys play games the same as I am. So that's one. Second topic of discussion that I wanted to get to. Um, actually, usually I kind of throw it on the table exactly what I want to discuss, but uh, that one just got me fired up. And I've been I've been reading into this all day. I've been, I've been kind of flipping through it when I got home from work and was helping a little more with her homework when she was done. I was, you know, flipping the different news sites, and I just... I, it just amazes me that this company that shares a reputation as poor as Sony Online Entertainment would have the brass balls to put a program embedded in a game to record every place I go and everything I do online. I mean, World of Warcraft did it, EA's doing it, and who's to say other games haven't done it or other companies aren't trying? You know, I, I have been saying that I was not going to buy another next-generation console, PS3 or Wii or whatever. I sure as hell ain't going to buy an Xbox. But it's getting to the point where I just might. I must just say, you know, fuck the computer games. The hell with it. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with viruses or spyware. Or God knows what else. I don't have that problem when I play my console game. I don't play my console online. There's plenty of one-player games I don't have to that I can play whenever the hell I feel like it. And granted, I don't play games near as much as I used to. Why? Simple. Because I've grown up. I've graduated college. I have a family and a job. Just like you. You college students. You high school students. You college grads. You parents. You people working in the job market. You know what I'm talking about. This is not what we want to have to deal with in our hobby. When I go to the movie, I don't have to go in the movie and... Well, no, I've, no, that's, that, that's not true. When I go to the movie, especially if I go early, I am forced to watch ads on cars, TV shows. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to... You know what I'm talking about. And then 20 minutes of endless previews of seven of eight movies you're never going to go see or wouldn't even rent. So I guess that's not true. I was going to say, you know, I don't have to do with spyware and shit when I go to the movies, but I guess I, I kind of do. I, look, advertising's everywhere you go. I understand that. I'm a capitalist at heart. Hell, I'm a big capitalist. I'm all for it. But the reality of the situation is there are some things that I like to do that I don't have to think about, that I don't have to worry about, that I don't have to try and circumvent to get to the entertainment value of the subject that I want to deal with. That's what it comes down to. So that's my take. Uh, the second thing I wanted to get to um, is a Burning Crusade issue, but it isn't part of... Well, it's going to be part of the uh, three-part series that we're dealing with, that we've been doing. We've, we've gotten through part one. Uh, and this is something we did mention uh, last week, and I'm sure anybody who's following it on the boards or following it on whatever favorite uh, World of Warcraft fan site they like, it's significant. Here's why. People reporting from the beta, apparently they've listed... They've, uh, I'm sorry, lifted the uh, information... Disclosure Act, which means that people can go out and, and tell us everything we want to know about the game. Well, apparently, there are greens dropping at level 60 that are as good, av, good as, if not better, than Tier 2 Epics right now. Uh, apparently, they've accelerated, uh, to a great degree, the amount of experience that you can gain, uh, basically because they want people getting to level 70 to test out the endgame stuff very quickly. However, their community managers have stated that what they want to happen is that they want 60 to 70 to take as long as 1 to 60 took. 
basically two to three months of game time for a semi-casual player. And that they're going to they're gonna fine-tune the experience gain. So you're not going to be able to fly up the charts. You're not going to see a level 70 the first week of, the re- of release. At least, I wouldn't think so. However, here's the bitch that is going about uh, amongst especially the raiding clans, the raiding guilds. Which, a great, a great many of them got into the beta simply because they were the raiding guilds. And that's another whole issue that pisses me off to no end. That a clan like ours, which does like the 20-man raids and occasionally the 40-man raids, we don't even get consideration because we're not one of the first ones downing the new bosses. We're not the first ones raiding seven days a week. We're the majority of the people, but hey, it's not people like us that are getting the beta keys. No, 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 no. If you forked over a shitload of money and went to BlizzCon, eh, you got it. If we were to, to fight off sleep for 48 hours and do the public test realm level to a 1 to 25, and how many characters could you get there, oh, then you got yourself a key. If you're in a giant raiding clan, and that's all you do with your life, you got a key. Yeah, don't start with me that, well, that's what they want. They want their people playing all the time to test the stuff. You know what? There are other people that play this game that are active on a semi-casual basis that would have no problem trying to test out some of the other aspects of the game. But that's a different topic of discussion. Let's continue. Here's what the big bitch is among the raiding clans. Most of them are complaining that all of their hard work, hard work in a video game, Let's continue. All of their hard work has gone for naught because for $40 and an installation of Burning Crusade, you will start getting green items, which are considered good items. Nothing to brag about, something that you see very frequently in the game, are better than the epic quality gear that they've spent weeks and months farming away at and clearing out dungeons and instances to try and get. So let's say your guild took two and a half months or three months learning Anchorage or learning Naxxramas, and you finally get that Tier 3 gear. That's three levels better than all the casuals have. And then, overnight, your gear is now equivalent to the stuff that drops off some crap monster that you find walking in the woods as soon as the expansion comes out. I'm of two minds about this. I guess I can understand their point that these 40-man raids are out there. They take the time time to learn the instance, learn the boss encounters, clear out the dungeon, get the loot, improve their characters, and then all of a sudden, man, it's gone. It's like urban renewal. Somebody drops the bomb, sends everybody back to the Stone Age, and we all start off from scratch. I can can understand that. On the semi-casual standpoint... I say, weep more, novice. Come on, now. I'll make up a statistic and say that 85% of the game, game's population are casual or semi-casual, and people who will never see the inside of Anchorage, hell, the inside of Blackwing Lair, hell, Molten Core, to say nothing of Naxxramas. All four of those are 40 mad instance dungeons, which means you and 39 other people have to go in there yeah, I know, some people can do it less, but ideally, you and 39 other people have to go in there to fight these monsters, to try and clear them, uh, to, get the, to get the best gear. This entire game is based on your wardrobe and how well you outfit your character. Blizzard is trying to correct that 
Why? Simple. Because the majority of the people aren't like that. They don't care enough, or at least they do care enough, to get the gear. They just don't have the time. They don't have either the motivation or they don't have the availability to do it. Most of these upper-level raiding guilds aren't going to try and recruit you if you're only going to play two or three times a week for a couple hours here or there. You're not going to help them. They don't care. They want you raiding. Take Team Ice from Illidan, for instance. They raid seven days a week. Don't apply there unless you can. More power to them. That's how they, that's how they run their business. That's fine. I'm not going to try to sit death and taxes. That's another one. You're not going to sit here, see me, and tell them how to run their clan. No, no. But, I don't understand how they can be so pissed and so mad to see Blizzard try to correct the way the game has been going. They're losing sales. They're losing subscriptions. They can say they've got 5 or 6 million subscribers. No. They have 5 or 6 million people who bought the game. I would be surprised if more than half of those people are still playing this game today with an active account. And that is one of the reasons why. So you tell me what's more important. The fact that you guys will take will sleep three hours a night to f and spend months and weeks running through this stuff as fast as you can to get all the gear you can and have a very small portion of the population or are you as a company going to market to 80 or 85% of the rest of the game uh, game's population who pay the same 15 bu bucks the Raiders do a month and will never see and doesn't care about this kind of content. That is why there's now 25-man raids instead of 40. That's why there are more 5- and 10-man dungeons as opposed to 40- and 20-man dungeons. That's how it's going to be. And that's why the gear disparity is going to disappear, because a lot of people are very frustrated. I'm one of them. If I load in to go to in a, a pickup group for player versus player, one of the battlegrounds, and I get my ass kicked and hammered by a group who's in Tier 2 or Tier 3 epics, why do I want to go play again? What's my motivation to go back in there and get my head kicked in? Not by somebody who's better at the game than me, but simply because their gear wipes away any any you know significance that skill uh, plays into it. Case in point. Last Thursday, we decided to have a clan PvP night. So we got 15 guys together. Well, we had more, but we only played 15 at a time. We went into the Arathi Basin 15-man battleground and proceeded to kick the shit out of seven pre-made, I'm sorry, seven uh, pickup groups, and four pre-mades from Manorath, uh, one, one, I'm sorry, two from Manorath, one from Arthras, and one from, was it Azlgore? Ah, whatever the fuck it is. As something or other. Now, we face people in Tier 2 gear, and we beat them. We have superior coordination. We've been together a long time, you know, playing as a team. But, our gear has also gotten to the point where we're starting to see a little bit of parity with these people. So gear is becoming less and less of a factor. That is what Blizzard is trying to do, and they're trying to do it right from the start. Look, there's a lot of cynics towards what Blizzard has done with their game. Myself included. I'm raising my hand right now at home. I'm a big cynic of them saying, no, 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 we're going to try and level the playing field. They have to do it and have to prove to the game uh, population that they're going to try and level the playing field as soon as they can, and the easiest way to do that is to make level 60s as good as the 40-man dungeon gear for level 1 or tier 2 uh, players that drops as soon as you start leveling. You can get tier 4 gear in 5 and 10-man dungeons, according to what the beta testers are telling us. 
the next tier of epics. Now, is it going to be complete and full sets out of those uh, five and ten man groups? No. You're, you're probably going to have to go into a 25 man raid to try and get the rest of them. My point being that right now Blizzard's trying to make a self-correction. They're trying to, to back up, turn the ship around, and go the other way as far as their development is concerned with the way they have the game designed. Now, that's not going to say that once we all get to level 70 and we hit the level cap at the end of it, that's not to say that there is going to be gear and we're going to be right back to where we were now, where you had the same people running the same dungeons, except with 40 guys, now they have 25. And they're running them seven days a week, and they're farming all the gear, and there's going to be another huge gear disparity. Uh, there may always be that. That's possible. But at least in this, they're trying to make it a little more equal. They're trying to cater to the majority of people who are paying their salaries, who are paying to play the game, and who are pissed off of the way the game is developed. With that in mind, here's something that pisses me off. The arena system. Yeah, I know, I know, you're sitting home thinking, oh great, nothing's ever not good for Emperor. No, here's why. The arena system I like. It's very much like the ladder system for Warcraft 3, which I don't like the way uh, it, it's it's programmed to go. They're uh, E-L-O-L or E-L-O or however, whatever the, the equation is for setting you up against other opponents. Here's what makes me mad. In order to participate in the arenas, you have to create 10-man teams. So it's basically you have to recreate a new guild with up to 10 players. And you can only play 10 games in the arena a week. Once you play that 10, from what I understand, from the way they've explained it, anything after that, it becomes a And my dog has just come in. Hello, dog. Hello, Heidi. She doesn't care. Anyways, so let's say you have a guild like mine of, say, 50, 60 active players. And let's say it's a PvP guild, and most of us are, are oriented to, towards killing people of the other side. That means, conceivably, we would have to make six different teams. And on top of that, let's say that all the players on my particular team aren't on one night, but I want to go play with my other clanmates. Oh, but I can't do that because they're not in my team. So you can't switch players in and out. See the aggravation that now you have to deal with? Exactly, I agree. Even my, even my dog thinks it's bullshit. That's right, Hattie, you're a good girl. You know Blizzard's shitting on us, don't you? Yeah. But I'm serious, why is that? I mean, you don't have to necessarily do that in Warcraft 3. You can arrange team with anybody. <laughs> exactly! I like this. You know, Heidi, you need to come in here more often. Did Mystic Mim let you in the, dog, in the door? She did, didn't you? Yes, this is her way of saying, go take her for a walk. Well, I'll take you for a walk when we're done. I don't understand why they couldn't just let us make up the pickup groups whenever they wanted. It, it, I'm hoping that it's going to be easier to, to interchange players in and out, that you're going to be able to move people in and out without having to uh, you know, sacrifice ranking. And here's how it is. Apparently, you get uh, points based on, one, how well your team does, and two, how many wins and how many games you contribute to it. So let's say you have, you're have you playing a 5-on-5. Five five. Right? Obviously, you're going to have five active players. Well, the other five are bench warmers, which means if they don't get in the game, or if they don't get a chance to play, that they don't earn any PvP coins to spend on gear. And if they don't earn any coins, then what the hell's the point in being part of a team? Do you see that they're, they're making something that was supposed to be simple? 
that was supposed to revol- revolutionize player versus player, and they're making it unnecessarily complex. And they're making it unnecessarily aggravating. There's no reason why our guild should have to have five or six different arena teams, that none of which are interchangeable with each other. What is the point of that? Is Blizzard unable to code their games or is unable to think of a system that would cater to everybody in this regard? I mean, the backgrounds do it. Also, I hope you didn't spend any time ranking up uh, lately, because when the expansion comes out, your ranking in PvP gear disappears. Your reputation goes away, your ranking goes away, your honor goes away, everything disappears. It's no longer relevant. Now, I'm all for resetting that aspect of the game. And I am all for trying to revolutionize the ways the PvP grind is, because it's basically how much time you spend, not how good you are, or how much you kill, or how much you do. Like it should be. But I don't see why people can't keep the things that they've got. Yeah, they said, well, you'll be able to keep the titles, whatever title you had, at the end of it. Oh, wow, that's big of you. That's fantastic. How about giving people some coins or some kind of compensation based on what rank they attained? Again, I know, I'm grumbling too. What it comes down to is this. We're just going to have to test that ourselves to see if it's practical, if it's really going to work. And Granted, the beta's not over yet, and we're only going by what little bit that the uh, community managers have let slip and the little bit that the beta testers have been telling us. There's a lot of information going. The beta's only been underway, I think, for about a week and a half, maybe two weeks at most. All right, that being said, I'm hope, I really hope that they're really considering changing some of the way that, uh, that the game right now is being designed. Yeah, I know, we gotta get going. So, uh, again, a very short and abbreviated show. Again, my apologies for that, but uh, again, this Sunday, uh, we'll be back on track for the hour show uh, as it airs Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Okay. My dog was so sweet, but she's a wuss. Yes, she is. All right, folks. Uh, again, I want to thank our sponsors, the BlizzLink.com network, the RadioLinkNet crew, and, of course, the HarborBlueGroup.com for all your e-commerce needs. I want to thank you, Lister, for tuning in. Let's face it, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. I want to thank Mystic Mim, our in-studio producer, for... Uh, keeping me on track. I want to thank Mechahawk and Sinvicta for uh, giving me the uh, Battlefield uh, 2142 information that I needed to get out to you. Uh, granted, we'll be going back to, again, like I said, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard live, starting with uh, this coming Sunday, which I believe is October the, uh, what is it, 22nd? 21st? Something like that. 22nd, thank you. Uh, don't forget, RadioLinkNet.com is active. Also, don't forget, Wednesdays is a state of Warcraft with our own Air for Life. For all you Warcraft 3 fans out there, check it out. This has been Emperor with his dog Heidi saying, Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.